Sefer Shmot, Parshat Mishpatim, on the parent-child relationship. Last week in Parshat Yitro, we were introduced to the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, Asera Tadibrot. The fifth of these is one that people should be pretty familiar with. Honor your father and your mother that you may long endure on the land that the Lord your God is assigning to you. This principle is now expanded on in this week's Parsha Mishpatim, which consists almost entirely of laws that go beyond the Ten Commandments. It says in Exodus chapter 21, One who strikes one's father or mother shall be put to death. This seems severe enough, but two verses later it goes even further. One who insults or curses one's father or mother shall be put to death. The severity of this punishment brings up many difficult questions. For one, the fifth commandment says that you must honor your parents, quote, that you may long endure on the land. On its surface, this seems like a divine reward. God will protect and defend those who honor their parents. But in this Parsha, we see that one who dishonors their parents is given the death penalty, which can totally change our, the tenor of these commandments. Second, is death really the outcome that justice demands here? It should be noted that the rabbinic tradition has made the death penalty essentially an impossibility, as there is no one for a human judge in our current times to know when someone, for even the most serious convictions, should surely be put to death. There's perhaps no shaming more painful than to be hated and shamed by one's child. Further, if someone cannot have reverence for those who gave them life and sustenance, how can we expect them to show respect toward other people, toward animals, toward the earth, and toward God? This point is made in the medieval Jewish text, Sefer HaChinuch, where it is said, a person should take to heart that the father and the mother are the cause of his being in the world, and hence it is truly fitting to honor them in every way and give every benefit he can to them, because they brought him to the world and worked hard for him when he was little. And once he fixes this idea in his soul, he will move up from it to recognize the good of God, and he should think at length about how very fitting it is to be careful in his worship of God. Honoring one's parents is a pathway toward honoring God. To be sure, there are cases of abuse that complicate this matter. But as a general rule, respect for parents should be treated as the bedrock of our respect for the rest of creation. Another possibility, though, especially today, is that children can be well-behaved and respectful in the world and bad at times to their parents. Perhaps they are decent toward everyone, but those they feel most safe around. In this case, the Torah calls for an adjustment of their moral priorities. Today, there is so much alienation between adult children and their aging parents. So many people are shut out from the family because of conflicts or apathy. For me, a main takeaway from the Torah here is that respect for one's parents is part of the essential foundation of morality. It's in the Ten Commandments, and it shows up again in this Parsha, because the parent-child relationship is an indispensable part of life. If the government, your society, and your community, and your friends fail you, 
you should still be able to have a positive relationship with your immediate family. Spouses can become divorced, but you can't divorce a blood relative. If we do the hard work of making those close relationships a priority, we should ideally have these people as our last place of hope when we've been turned away by all others. As Robert Frost wrote, home is the place where when you have nowhere to go, they have to take you in. However, there's another side to this. The fact that the parent-child relationship is so unbreakable is exactly why we must take extra care to see that it is not abused. It's easy to take for granted the thing that seems you can never lose. And yet, life is complicated. Though the emotional bond maybe can never be broken, it is the nature of life that we all go from the deepest form of intimacy, being in a womb, to nursing and being coddled, to ever-increasing responsibility and independence. And that is a painful journey that leaves most with some degree of resentment towards their parents. Even David Melech, King David, is attributed with saying the Psalms in a fit of frustration. Though my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will take me in. The parent-child relationship we know from even the Bible is not a smooth or perfect one. But even the most confusing of times, we can turn to God or to the tradition, and in doing so, we become again grounded in understanding the necessity of mutual respect between parents and children. Older people are already oftentimes feeling loneliness, and so we want to help alleviate that, especially for those we are most responsible for. Social isolation and loneliness are widespread with some countries reporting that up to one in three older people feel lonely. A large body of research shows that social isolation and loneliness have a serious impact on older people's physical and mental health, quality of life, and their longevity. The effect of social isol isolation and loneliness on morality is comparable to that of other well-established risk factors, such as smoking, obesity, and physical inactivity. Honoring parents can be hard, especially in our transient and polarizing times, but it certainly can be easier than a commandment to love. Rabbi Joseph Tulushkin explains, The surprising feature of the fifth commandment is its insistence that we owe our parents honor while saying nothing about loving them. It is not as if the Torah is reluctant to command love. It says in Leviticus, love your neighbor as yourself. It says in Deuteronomy, and you shall love the Lord your God. It says in Leviticus, you shall love the stranger. Why then are we not commanded to love our parents? I think the real reason is that the Torah realized that it is harder to command love in a relationship as intimate as that between children and parents. Either the love is present or it isn't. In addition, many children, much as they might love their parents most of the time, go through periods of estrangement from them. Thus, what the Torah is offering us is a guideline for behavior, even during those periods when we might not be feeling lo loving toward our parents. Even at those times when we feel our parents have not been fair to us, or even when we have seen them do something we regard as wrong, we are still obligated to honor them. As a Jewish community, we've done so much to help singles meet one another, and we can do more. 
and to embrace young families and to keep them embracing the traditions. And we must do more. But our communities and our wider culture, I believe, should also find ways to strengthen the child-parent relationship as well. We gather from the Torah that it's the foundation of all relationships, and it is emphasized so much because despite its permanence, it requires the crucial and difficult work of maintenance. Shabbat Shalom.